0: Welcome to another candid conversation. Today we're talking with Dale Hanna of Foresight Intelligence. Dale has a series of a suite of tools available to dealers under what he calls fleet management. And today I'd like to hone in a little bit on what he does and what the offerings are for the maintenance side of business, not the repairs, the maintenance side of businesses. Dale, can you give us a a helicopter view of what maintenance management is within your fleet management suite of tools?
1: Absolutely. First, thank you so much, Ron, for having me. Yeah, so maintenance, um, we can manage in multiple levels, but fundamentally we have telematics capability. So what's unique about what we have is that we can pretty much get any OEM API we link to pretty much every OEM's API. So if if the machines come with telematics, then it, it's going to be in our system ready to take care of things in about an hour. Uh, then we also offer devices if the machine is older or um, it doesn't come with manufactured telematics. So with telematics, a couple of things happen, right? The hours are going to be accurate. So that was a struggle our customer Um, experience when they ask uh, the field people to enter a hand enter it and uh, at the end of the day there's so many pieces of machines people are tired and you look you read so many numbers all day long (laughs) it's going to be a problem left and right right Uh, so the hours will be accurate and it's automatically notifying people uh, okay it's going to come up in 50 hours or 100 hours so as you know, right in this industry, over or under maintenance is a huge problem. <laughs> People either overdo it or forget to do it, either way is not terribly good. Uh, so that pretty much solves that problem. Then with telematics comes another benefit is the location. So you know where it is. Uh, we, we, when we built that piece, we were talking to a customer uh, who uh, was who a contractor, they contracted somebody else to do their maintenance. They say it's about five to seven calls for every main, Right? But where is it ready? What's the hour? I can't see it. Could you let me know? Okay, I let you know, but where is it? <laughs> then they got moved. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so that can all be automated. You get notified as a dealership providing the service. And this is coming up. You know where it is. And most of the time, with the contact information on which job site. So there you
0: go. We have an interesting um, evolution that um, (coughs) equipment used to be pretty simple. Correct. And it was kind of like the old, the first mechanic from my perspective was a a blacksmith who worked at a forge and made horseshoes stores. And so it was the guy that had the biggest back that, that was the one that was successful. Today, it's the guy who's got the biggest brain. Those those technicians have to be, they're some of the smartest people we've got at dealerships with what they have to understand about technology, electrical, and temperature and da-da-da-da-da. And then what you were saying about payments, it's interesting, our Polish contributor Richard Pitchup uh, was just talking about maintenance and the owner's and operator, the operator and owner manual that has all of that stuff in there, and how in the old days it was a book, and the book is only as current as the day it's printed, which means the week after it's all of a sudden gone. But we don't have that excuse anymore with the internet, with etc. Et so. It, Telematics allows me to automate the machine, the communication with, I know exactly where it is. It's kind of like signals. What do you mean by API, just to to flush out that jargon?
1: Yeah. Manufacturers have
0: a... So
1: as we evolve, manufacturers are putting on telematics on the machines uh, as they leave the factory more and more, right? It's not 100%. By any stretch, but every new every year, more and more have the telematics loaded, and they provide uh, that data to the owners. At least in the U.S. and Canada, that's that's not a problem. Every country has slightly different laws, but in U.S. and Canada, they do provide that to the customers uh, who bought the machine and dealers, and the data is given now through an interface called API. So basically, it's a, it's a way for computer to talk to computers. So our computers, we already pre-built everything. Our computers basically talk to all the major manufacturers and get the information for our customers and dealers and customers, um, the machines they own. Yeah, All the telematics that, that the manufacturers are able to offer.
0: So that has evolved even more now where we've got sensors in the machine monitoring temperature flow yes a, a whole series of things so you know where you started i remember a client of mine back in the late 80s early 90s had two people whose purpose in life was picking up the phone and calling every customer that had a machine that was on a maintenance agreement to find out where they were and how many hours exactly so they could schedule it and and your comment about seven calls, I, you know, that might be optimistic. If you were really lucky, you got it in a couple <laughs> of three. But I, you know, so, so this this is taking away the loss of productivity Correct. through the inability to contact people the first time, because we've automated the NAM thing. So the your 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 supplier of the maintenance services. Knows without asking instantaneously exactly. where the machine is and how many hours. Absolutely.
1: And there is one last call that's also annoying, That according to the contractors, is that when the dealer actually finished doing the maintenance, they don't even know. Then they have to call the dealer, what, did you do it? <laughs> yeah. So sometimes they send an email. Uh, you know what happens to hundreds of emails. Uh, so, yeah, so... so the system now will be able to notify the customer the dealer did
0: it on this date here's your record yeah the other part of the other part of maintenance you know if we look at we've got repairs correct they started in the shop because we had specialized tools lifting devices etc that were required yes and we added a component in the field when we got good cranes five-ton yeah. cranes that we could put on without riggers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And and so that, that became complicated. And then the manufacturers added to the mix by having – by broadening the offering of kinds of equipment from tractors to tractors and loaders and excavators and loader backhoes and blah, blah, blah. And yes. as all of that exploded – the capacity for the dealer to keep up from a repair point of view was challenged. Correct. Because of warranty. So they warranty took a priority. Guess what got left behind? Maintenance. So here's maintenance. Now the customer would come and they would hire a technician from the dealer. Uh, Dale, we'd like you to come and work for us and we'd like you to look after these machines. You've been trained by the blah, 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 so you know how to maintain them. We've got the owners and operators manual, and you know what's important that uh, here we go. While there wasn't enough, the owner, the contractor found out there wasn't enough to keep Dale occupied 100%. Dale recognized this. He's sitting around not having enough to do, so he looked for other things to do. He started taking away the low tech work. So the dealers, back numb and happy, continued with the repairs, continued with the warranty, continued in the shop, continued in the field, and they let maintenance go away to the point that surveys say the customer does 95%. Somebody under the control of the customer does 95% of the maintenance. Work in America. 5% is done by the OAM dealer. That's we can correct. get that
1: back because of these tools. Absolutely. Um, the economy is moving towards you let specialized people do specialized things right yeah um and a lot of contractors are open to it but the trouble <laughs> they feel like that have to goes through makes it harder so we, we we have dealerships that sells thousands of maintenance contract good for them right uh, but they're managing a, spread, a spreadsheet <laughs> that that is and things get missed with that kind of quantity which is great successful um, but that's a problem when the maintenance gets missed.
0: So in 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 maintenance management, we can track the location, we can track the hours. That means we can schedule men. Mm-hmm. So there must be a component in the schedule in in the maintenance management of scheduling or managing routes that the sales the the service technician has to follow. Absolutely, okay. there's a route optimization. There's a record of.
1: Um when the maintenance was done. And if they want to attach the oil analysis results from that maintenance, they can do that. So everything can be in one place. So they can always look back. Everything was done. Oil analysis
0: was sent. It came
1: back. Here's the report. Yeah.
0: It's amazing. The the I saw something last month from Australia where the operator of a machine can initiate oil sampling from his operator station. That's amazing. It is. I mean, the, the whole thing is evolving, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, and in every maintenance cycle, there's an inspection. Yes. And, and that inspection, I've always said that the more I touch the machine, the more I can control the operating cost of that machine. The owners and operating cost is one of my primary missions. And so many people, like you indicated earlier, you know, so many people look at maintenance as dropping fluids and changing filters. That's not at all what the manufacturer specifies. Right. So when we when we look at life cycle management and we start looking at standard times, that's how you do the routing, I'm sure. Like the 500-hour service on that type of machine is this many hours, boom, boom. You're 102 miles away. It's 50 kilometers an hour or 70 miles an hour. It's going to take boom, boom, boom. So All of that stuff is easily automated, but hasn't been done by very many people. It's surprising to me.
1: Uh, That's so true. That's so true. And a dealer said, if I can squeeze out one more service a day per technician, I'm golden.
0: (laughs) Oh, no question about it. No question about it. Alex Schussler, who founded Smart Equipment, went down a similar path or a parallel path to you. And you and I have spoken about this, that he views the opportunity of parts and service, the consumption of parts and service per machine is 7% of the purchase value of the machine over the useful life of the machine. So you buy a machine for $400,000, 7% of that, $28,000, is going to be spent on average every year for 20 years in parts and service and process. Three for parts, three for labor, one for process. And his contention, and it's interesting, his contention is we can eliminate the one for process by automation. Absolutely. No more purchase orders, no more invoices, automatic payments, all of that. So you take one point, one piece of the price of the machine, $4,000 a year, and that eliminates price competition. On the other side so three percent of the year is you know of, of four hundred thousand is twelve grand i take one thousand dollars out of that because i am not the process that's nine percent fifteen percent eighteen percent the price differentiation on the product all of a sudden goes away absolutely so competitive absolutely. advantage were the intent thinking of ed wallace i care dale Here's my maintenance business. Here's how I do it. I can track it with telematics. I'm gonna know where your machine is. I'm gonna know how many hours, it I know not know, know how many hours are idle on your engine. And the is looking at me saying, oh wow, you know my business. Cool, we'll let you look after that. I can worry about digging the hole. You just look after the machine that I use.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I mean, it-
0: I think Toyota invented
1: this in the uh, industrial side, the world was moving towards power by the hour, right? Yeah. In the end, the customer just cared, I got the hole dug, I have a hole, <laughs> as cheaply as possible,
0: that's it. Yeah, and, and as North America is a particularly challenging, we've been the last ones to rental as an example, but Europe and Asia, I think in Europe, the statistic is that 50% of the working hours on machines are on a machine that's rented. Mm-hmm. Well, it works because the geography is compressed, like all of Europe fits into Quebec. Mm-hmm. So I can drive from one country to the next in a very short period of time. Driving from where you are in Phoenix to Dallas, it's going to take a few hours. Absolutely. Now, Asia is the same. Japan has is, is got an unbelievably high concentration. I think it's over 80% of the hours are put on rental machines. So, you know, we have different test tubes, if you will, in different regions of the world that allows us to try these tools. What will work in Europe maybe won't work here, but maybe it will.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think the trend in the future is the customer just want want the benefit of the machine. So if the dealers can take care of everything yeah, it's available, you know, uptime and utilization. It's
0: available whenever you want it. Use it however you want to use it. We'll make sure it works. That's it. It's, 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 an, it's again, an interesting uh, evolution. The equipment world, if you look at the large equipment, mining support equipment, forestry support equipment, you've got a very small number of people that deal with those machines. In mining, it's basically Caterpillar, Hitachi, and, and Komatsu. Yes. Then you you forestry got similar circumstances where you got specialized equipment. The general contractor has maybe 20 or 30 different vendors to contend with. So those dealers, if we're going to look at maintenance, maintenance can be done by a technician for all brands. Absolutely. They can get the parts for all brands. Just absolutely. goes back to the OEM dealer. What they can't do, however, is have the information like your maintenance management, fleet management system provides hours, condition, location, so that I can manage that business. And everybody, once I know how to manage it, I, anybody who's got technical skills can do it.
1: You're absolutely right. Um, the ability to manage in one place, is a big problem right a lot of contractor like you mentioned that the deal was 20 30 different brands and back to specialization right those the reasons for that sometimes it's price but a lot of times they do have reasons for what they need and they are not going to use 14 different logins you know they can try that for a month and it's are like ah, forget it everyone is set up differently how you set maintenance set alerts is differently so what we provide, I think that's very helpful to our customers is everything in one place. We, we put it all together. It's unified. It's the same way. You manage the same way. Then, like you said, with that kind of tool, somebody who can do maintenance, they can do any brand, they can do anything. It's the same notification. It's the same format. It's the same everything. Same inspection. So,
0: yes. So the, the customer could actually do this himself. It could be a self-service thing. Absolutely,
1: they they do they do use a lot. The customer uses it for self-service. Absolutely, If they choose to do it themselves. And as long as they get to a certain size, so if you yeah. have three pieces of machines, yeah, probably no problem. Uh, but if you get to even twenty-five, it start get confusing. Get to two hundred, it's very confusing <laughs> at that yeah. point. And we're dealing with a potential customer that's like three thousand machines, and they still have people basically entered hours every evening and it's mistakes everywhere, which is nobody's fault, right? By the end of the day, how many numbers do you want me to read? (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the same story, Dale, in almost everything, like time cards to track a payroll issue for a technician and posting it to a worker. There used to be two cards, you know, and, and they were never in sync. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and similarly stories that, um, you know, pictures are wonderful to be able to send to a customer to explain or describe Absolutely. what you're looking at, as opposed to, uh, Dale, the foo-foo valve on your left binky is is not looking that good. No, well, here's a picture. We can, oh, I see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, the, the, and the video, too, now it's becoming more popular. Not only can see it, you can hear it. It doesn't sound right. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Well, that, you know, again, it becomes a function of the speed. Like, you know, we my my classic illustration is in parts at one point we used to send stock orders by mail. Right. And I'm in Canada <laughs> then. So we had Her Majesty's mail meeting at the border and transferring a package to a pony <laughs> express driver, you know. And then we went to teletype. And, you know, most of the people listening are probably never, they don't know what that damn thing is. And then we went to telex, And then we went to a computer entry. And I remember the owner of the dealership that I worked at, uh, be, I was at a Caterpillar dealer and Caterpillar wanted to connect our computer. So that the emergency orders and the stock orders could go directly from our computer into, into their computer without any intervention. Right. And, Bob Hewitt was the owner. He said, "I am not letting anybody into my computer ever. You can have have two machines. You can have a chair in the middle with an operator swiveling, but they're not going to connect. Like that's that's fifty years ago. Today, everything's connected. Everything's connected. Yes. So it's 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 unbelievable. The, The 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 maintenance, your fleet management." It, it becomes a, a function of the limitation of our imagination as to what that can do, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and we evolve too, right? So it's, it's imagination, you can, you can use it so many ways. Uh, you can add in uh, the traditional condition monitoring. You can add in fault codes. We, we probably the uh, want to receive fault codes essentially from all major manufacturers. And you can combine that with oil analyses, you can combine that with inspections. So now you have the condition of monitoring. And our product continue to evolve as well as, as new technology comes out and what makes it easy for our customers. In the end, it's about time, right? Do, yeah. do you if you use technology, you need to save people time. And that's the one that's that's the commodity that's the most precious right now, time.
0: Nobody has time. And it's, it, it's interesting because as you get older, mm-hmm. you recognize how much more important in real terms time is. Absolutely. As we're younger, we don't really think about it. We just got our heads down and we're working away and, and we get this much done today and I can outwork you or this and that and the other thing. That's not the case anymore. It's, it's who can be the most productive, most effective. I'm not going to say efficient, but effective in the use of time. And it's, it, it's typically transferring information. Fantastic. So how do they yeah. get in touch with you to talk about maintenance management services?
1: Yeah, so um, multiple ways. You can find me on LinkedIn, very easy. Dale Hannah is at foresightintelligence.com. Or uh, foresightintelligence. Emails, dhanna, H-A-N-N-A, a foresightintelligence.com. And we for fleet, we actually have an 800 number. So uh 187757 fleet.
0: That's pretty sexy. Uh, let me, let me. Yeah, so Dale's right now looking up what the numbers are for fleet, I suspect.
1: <laughs> you are right. I will, yeah, 87757
0: fleet. That eight is 7 thirty-seven five cents fleet
1: will get to you. Yeah. Okay. You know, you know the problem with nowadays is phone is everything is stored. I never remember anybody's number in old days. I know everybody's number. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's the truth, isn't it? It's it's kind of nice not to have to remember all that stuff. My wife is a maniac. <laughs> she remembers every number. She's an accountant by trade. She's <laughs> yeah, more yeah. A number i number nerd than I am.
1: I remember all the numbers before we had cell phones. All the, all the, so many numbers. I have no
0: idea anymore. Yeah, just a small side thing. I remember we had a party line when I was growing up, where our ring was um, a long, a short, and a long, and there was I don't know seven or eight people on the 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 same loop. Yeah, if, you know, depending on you had a slow night, you pick up the phone and listen in on people's phone calls. So you had to be careful what you shared. You know, it was okay. It was well, I appreciate the, the update and the discussion on maintenance management. I, I think there's it's going to be very helpful to our audience. Is there any closing comment you want to give us?
1: Um, what I observed through the pandemic, I think you mentioned as well, is a compression. So a lot of the compression, I think, has to do with technology. Essentially, the technology adoption has increased at an accelerated speed. And I think that's gonna continue now, hopefully, pandemics ends next year or become controllable. But the impact of the technology in our life, the
0: increased impact, is here to stay. I hope so. I hope so. You know, working from home has taught us things. Virtual education has taught us things, some good, Absolutely. some bad, but we're never gonna go back to where we were and technology is going to the thing that will free us from falling back to where we were. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to make wings. You know, the uh, Ray Bradbury, who was a science fiction writer when he was alive, says, it's awfully hard to grow wings when you're falling. And we've been falling through the pandemic, trying to find a way to soar and, yes. and very difficult. Thank you, Dale, for, you, for uh, this time together and for the discussion with maintenance management. I hope that everybody listening has has gained something from it and you know how to get in touch with Dale so that you can uh, follow through on this. And uh, we look forward to having you with us in another canvas conversation somewhere in the near future. Mahalo. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your support. Should you have any thoughts or comments, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.learningwithoutscars.com The time is now. Mahalo.